everyone, and welcome to this episode of Wise Men Say, the Hull City podcast. I'm joined by my co-host, John. Hello, John. Hello, everyone. Hello. How are you feeling, John? Yeah, I'm pretty good, thank you. Yeah, how are you? Yeah, yeah, really good, really good. Excellent. Ready for another episode? Indeed, yeah. Got a little bit to go over in terms of uh, the one game against Plymouth, and then obviously previewing the Fleetwood game, but it should be a a short and snappy episode. Thank you to, I think it was a, uh, around 54, 55 people who have listened to the last episode so far. So we're building. Yeah. Hopefully we can continue that, that rise up. Baby steps. Indeed. <laughs> so do you want to, shall I kick us off with the team for, um, who played for the Plymouth game? And then, yeah, let's go for it. Yeah. And then do you want to give your, give your thoughts? Indeed. Great stuff. So, as usual, we've got super clean sheet Matt Ingram in goal. <laughs> who's uh, great was washing clean sheets all over his house. Uh, Josh Emmanuel, um, right back. Reese Bear, uh, Device, centre back. Callum Elder, left back. Doherty and Batty uh, sitting in front of the back four. Uh, Honeyman playing as the sort of number, the sort of attacking midfielder. I think you've played a bit a bit deeper for this game. Um and then you've sort of three front players. Yeah, Ada Lucan, uh Josh McGuinness and Keen Lewis Potter. So let's have your thoughts on the Plymouth game, John. Yeah, I thought um I didn't I didn't see uh, much of the, the game itself. I uh, I watched the majority of the second half and then I watched the highlights. Um but from looking at the stats, pretty even game, uh, a good little finish. From a new signing, uh, I'm going to have an attempt at his name. Is it Adelican or Adelucan? Yeah, I think, I'm, I'm not certain. I think each of those Adelican. are fair efforts, mate, to be fair. It spells Adelican, so I'm going to go for that. Um, and we're, he, he put in a great finish, didn't he? It was a really, really well-worked goal. Yeah. And obviously, defensively, really solid again which makes us the, the only side in English football yet to concede a goal. So, a really great effort from our team so far. Um, it seems like maybe Liverpool and United could take a leaf out of our book a little bit and shore up at the back a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, something weird going on in the Premier League with all these goals flying in. Um, but yeah, um, coming back to City... Um, Outstanding performance this one. I think this one was the best of the lot for me. Um, mainly because I think Plymouth, probably the biggest test we've had so far. Would you agree with that? Yeah, uh, definitely. And to obviously put in a, a great sort of defensive performance, it's not about, you know, I mean, I know we are comparing it to the Premier League a little bit because what's happening over there is a little bit crazy. But when we look at the, the comparisons, we're being, we've, you know, we've, we've scored six goals uh, and we've, we've conceded zero goals. So we've been very, very solid in our defensive approach. And uh, it's great to see, really. I, I, I quite, I do sort of really appreciate a good defensive performance. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, as, as a defender myself, nothing more satisfying than seeing those defenders um, put in those clearances. Uh, yeah, block shots, um, put the bodies on the line, um, which is what we're seeing. And of course, Ingram coming up with the saves, 
you know, when it when it needs to. Um, but yeah, again, um, going back to the goal that you mentioned, um, was a really good team goal, I think. Um, went around five or six players, didn't it? And then it came to Lewis Potter on the left, who put in a sterling cross for Ada Lucan. Yeah. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, he sort of, um, he still had a lot to do, I think, from there. Um, but he, he finished it with a plum. It, it, yeah, excellent finish. Yeah. Really well. Yeah. So, any, any, any talking points from that game that you want to bring up? I've got a few. Um, I'll let you go first. For me, more of a, a talking point of how the season started and how good Josh Emmanuel's been uh, right back. Uh, I think it's going to be very, very difficult. We'll, we'll obviously preview the Fleetwood game later on, but very, very difficult for Coyle to get in the team because of how well Emmanuel's playing. Yeah. So I think he's, he's been a bit of a revelation, really. Uh, it's been great to see how well he's done. Yeah, I think I've read, I, I might be wrong, um, but I don't think he's been dribbled past yet. Ah, oh, that's a good start. That's a quality start, isn't it? Correct, like, don't, don't quote me on it, but I read it. I read it online, so you know. You heard it here first on Wise Men Say. Yeah, that's gospel. You drop the manual, never get dribbled past. It just doesn't happen. <laughs> um, so yeah, he just looks like really composed on the ball, doesn't he? Like he just, he like he he just looks like the ball just sticks to his feet with a bit of glue, and he can yeah pick that pass, he, positioning, sound. Just like an all-round great signing, and like you come back to the coil point, um, I think if Coyle was ready and fit to play, I feel like Coyle would have started. Um, yeah, definitely. The league, game. he'd have started that first game. Yeah, yeah. and um, what what Emmanuel's done is he's come in with quite a bit of pressure on his uh, on his shoulders because yeah. he's come on a free transfer from a, a relegated side, and he's coming up against the whole lad who we've paid money for. Uh, and obviously has a bit of a name of uh, you know, the Coyle family around Hull anyway. So he's come in as sort of the the underdog to start and he's made that position his own and he's made sure that McCann keeps him in the team. So credit credit to Emmanuel. Uh, I think he's been absolutely fantastic for us. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And also, like um, even more pressure was put on him when Coyle performed so well as captain in the Leeds game. Like that, yeah, that, definitely. That ramped the pressure up, but Emmanuel again responded and just maintained his great form. Yeah, and on a side note, uh, great man management from McCann to say to Coyle, you're my captain today um, for that particular game. Yeah. Because he knows that, that Emmanuel's making that position his own and Coyle's going to have to be patient. But he's managed him really well there by giving him the armband and saying, look, you are in my plans, but this guy's just playing out of his skin at the minute. Yeah, it may come to the point where they might have to try and squeeze um, both in the team. I feel like if, if, yeah. if he does go down that road, I know we've got plenty of centre-halves, but I, I, I think Emmanuel's got it in him to play in the three as a centre-half. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be interesting to see because of the sort of athleticism that the modern game's offering. He looks like that complete athlete who can also play. Yeah, quite tall um, as well. But, isn't he? Like, and, yeah. yeah. If that's not the case, then obviously you, you then look at and see if Coyle can play as a left back um, as, as maybe an alternative there. But obviously he's got a bit of competition there now as well. But it's great to have that healthy sort of competition because 
lot of games are going to be coming up, so good to have that rotation as well. Yeah, Corey will definitely get his chance because league games, there's a lot of league games, there's cup games, there's EFL trophy, you know, yeah. there's loads, loads of games, so it's good that we've got that competition. Indeed. Yeah, I just want to bring up um, like some some more individual performances. So I mentioned Honeyman again. Um, he he was playing a bit deeper for me. I think that was a purpose move from McCann, just to make sure you know we kept that clean sheet. I think. Um, so I think playing in a slightly deeper role. Um, I think he was still more advanced than Doherty and Batty. So. Um, still providing that attacking edge but sort of dropped a bit deep just to shore up and just play behind the ball kind of thing so good move from yeah. McCann um, and we got that clean sheet and that goal which is obviously all the importance um, yeah a couple of bits of news obviously Honeyman was in uh, was being crowned player of the month um, and we, we've been singing his praises on this podcast so um, very well deserved for me and McCann has also been given manager of the month uh, for League One, so really, yeah, well deserved. Yeah, and Devise actually got in the team of the week as well. So I think we've had a player in the team of the week pretty much every week. So I think that's testament to the new start that we've had, and obviously a lot of people saying McCann um, out at the end of last season, and probably I was one of those those people as well because of the relegation. But credit where credit's due, he started the season so well. And the accolade of manager of the month is, is well deserved for him. So yeah. personally, I'm quite I'm pretty glad for him to be honest. Obviously, he's manager of our club, so I will be. But you know, um, if I was a neutral, I'd probably be thinking as well. Good on you, Grant, for sort of turning it round and persevering. Yeah, you you're being served the right giant dish of humble pie, really, aren't you? <laughs> well, um, yeah. I mean, you say that. I feel like the criticism was fair uh, at the end of the season. Yeah, but. I'm that sort of person that will give praise where it's deserved as well. So uh, I, I'm not going to be, there'll be still sceptics out there saying, oh, well, you know, he's a League One manager and he can't, can't hack it. Um, but if he was to carry on the form, and obviously if we did go up at the end of the season, I'd be fully backing him in, you know, going into a championship and setting his, you know, his, himself right from, from the last time we were up there. But there's a long way to go before that, yeah. And I don't want to get too carried away. But, you know, all, all we're saying is, McCann well deserved, and you know if he keeps it going, then he'll obviously be proving proving the doubt was wrong. Yeah, definitely. I think you know very early to talk about it, but should we do go up? I think that'll that'll be the real test for him, won't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so do you want to move on to the La La, La Alphabet? Um, yes, I'll see Alphabet. Uh, I really enjoy this this feature, to be honest. Yeah, fairly uh, nice. Well, we didn't be fair. Yeah, we don't have that many features on the podcast. But what we do have is a, a cracking idea in the whole city alphabet. And um, obviously, thanks for your votes last week on the Twitter. Yeah. Uh, I thought Alex had been managing that again so, so well and uh, put that out there, the Twitter poll for you to vote. And was it a tie, Alex? Uh, right? No. Um, it, there was seven votes in it and there was four for Chris Chilton. Um, ah, and right. three okay. for, for um, Campbell, I think. Fraser Campbell, okay. Uh, that's a, uh, yeah, well, Chilton well deserved, obviously. Uh, top, top league goal scorer. We've got another record breaker in today's alphabet, Alex. Oh, have we? I just want to give a yes. shout out, um, if that's all right. We had, um, Absolutely. We had a lovely um, comment from the Hull City Australia 
podcast guys. Um, they retweeted our um, episode for us and put a lovely bit of feedback on us on our oh, previous episode. So I just want to say thank you um, to those chaps for sort of sharing that. Is it the uh, Tigers Down Under podcast, is it? Uh, yeah, one. I think it's, it's Hull City Australia. So yeah, I'm assuming oh, so. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, thanks to those well, guys. Um, it's, it's great to get some feedback from like a uh, sort of group of chaps who um, are real successful in this field. So, um, yeah, definitely. I've been quite a, a fond listener of their podcast as well. And uh, it's been, yeah, nice to hear that from you guys. Thank yeah, you. appreciate that. So it's kind of like I found podcasting, like it's not like other industries where like their like competition would like sort of try and like, um, I don't know, put us down, for example, or, try and put us off yeah, like, yeah. I feel like there's a lot of support from podcasting in general so you know really I think it's the yeah you're right and it's like the common interest of Hull City and everyone sort of coming together really it sort of epitomises the community feel of the football club yeah. that you can have supporters from across the world who share that same interest and um, although we're in the early days we want to try and emulate some of these really good podcasts and, and rather than compete you know, bring something else to the table yeah. so that the avid Hull City fan can listen to all of them and sort of enjoy a range of content. Yeah, definitely. And we can all support each other, which is just, you know, what an environment to be involved in. Yeah, definitely. So, shall we head to the letter D from the alphabet? Yes. Yeah. Um, so, so, shall I go with man first? And then you can obviously do your, your clean up as you do with all the different names. Yeah, sounds good to me, man. So, um, um, I haven't gone for my one of my all-time favourite players, um, but he has a very similar name. So I'm going to go for Andy Davidson. Oh, yeah. And Andy, Andy Davidson is our club record holder for appearances. Mm. He has a total of 579 appearances wow. between the years of 1952 and 1968. Now, he actually also had three broken legs during that, his time at City. So it's a real testament to still rack up 579 appearances because, you know, you could forgive him to think that it could be a career-ending injury, one broken like never mind three, especially at that time. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's, he played as a, as a right-back, as a right-full-back, and he managed 18 goals across um, quite a long spell for the club. Um, what I will say is, as well, uh, a little bit like my uh, Rich Carter uh, mistake last week. I said that he was from Willoughby. He obviously lived and died in Willoughby after his uh, career with the Tigers. Andy Davidson uh, did stick around the area as well, although he wasn't from the area originally. But yeah, he, he did stick around and, and uh, died unfortunately in 2014, but still holds the record for the most appearances for the club. Yeah, that, that'll be tough to beat, I think. Um, especially in the modern era. Um, yeah, players move quite quickly, yeah, don't they? Yeah, not a lot of um, long-term footballers these days. Um, but yeah, credit to him um, for, for playing on. This was in the era where, you know, he probably broke his leg in the game at one point, probably like carried on. For, like, yeah, he probably finished the game, yeah. yeah. Um, up and down as a fullback. Yeah, and uh, 16 years with the club, so it'd be very, very interesting if if somebody does sort of breach that to the Tigers again. Um, like, like we said about Bowen, um, when we spoke about letter D, he was obviously not too far off being the 10th all-time uh, record goal scorer. 
it would be very difficult for the modern player to pick up, you know, that many appearances and, and obviously stay with us. Yeah, definitely. I can't see that being broken for a long time, to be fair. No. So, who else we got then, Alex, for letter D? Right, so, um, the first one he had was Dwayne Darby. Um, a double D, if you like, because, you know, his first name's Dwayne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, quite, I like what you do yeah, there, Alex. like, knowledgeable, that, isn't it? Um, but yeah, he was. Um, I put him in there because uh, I think I was really young, but I think he was one of the first goals um, that I see, like that I've seen at Boothbury. Because um, I think as watch, I watched as um, beat beat York or someone like that six nil. I think he bagged that trick. Um, so um, yeah, seventy six appearances, twenty eight goals. Um, Really, really good player, I think. Really good striker um, in back in the old League 2 or as it was in then them days, Division 3. Um, next one I've got is, is Curtis Davis. Um, I've put him in there because I think probably makes it into what I call my top 10 list of City players on paper. So, like, probably one of the best players we've ever had. Um, Curtis Davis, I think, career blighted by injuries. Like his legs are made of crisps, um, so <laughs> like, he's picked up a few injuries. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. Uh, fantastic player, and also what he did to the community itself. Uh, he was always at uh, the Tigers Trust school events, things like yeah. that. Uh, he showed his face quite a lot. I think what a great captain and. Uh, a model for a yeah, footballer. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And just by the looks of it, like I didn't know him personally, but it sounds like he's a really nice chap, like a really good guy. So, yeah, definitely. I've got a little story about Curtis Davis. Actually, there was um, one of the the lads I used to coach uh, football for, and it lives in uh, North Newbold, where uh, Curtis Davis used to live next mm. door to him, and uh, he kicks the ball over. And they, they didn't know who who actually lived next door. Knew it. There's knocks on the door, and said, uh, "And wait, you know, this man's on the door." And I've looked up at Kevin oh Davis. He said, "Excuse me, can I have my can I have my ball back, please?" <laughs> anyway, he said, uh, "Yeah, yeah, sure, lad, sure." And anyway, they've um, he's brought the you know his dad's obviously stood next to him, just completely gobsmacked <laughs> that the whole city captain. He's like, uh, "I'll come around for a kickabout if you want." So anyway, there was uh, this lad that coach, his dad, and Curtis Davis having a kickabout in the back of the mental. Uh, yeah, and uh, got a, got a photograph of him uh, and all this, and he was like, "Yeah, if you need anything, I'm next door." <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's got a good little story that because the, the lad at the time was maybe about six, seven yeah. years old, so it'll be one of his heroes. That uh, he'll never yeah. forget that. Played football with Curtis Davis in that garden. You know, just absolutely They'll wonderful. Tell that story on podcasts everywhere in 2020. I said, uh, well. the will. I said to him, uh, I said, uh, did you let you score? And he said, oh, no, it was a tough defender. So, you know, he still kept that competition in the yeah. garden as well, which is what we like to see. And I also think, uh, yeah, great, yeah, great. I captain. also think really unlucky not to um, win the FA Cup was because I thought he was instrumental in that campaign and, of course, scoring at Wembley. Um, he's got the second, yeah. did he, or the first? I think he's, did he, was it the first? Because uh, it was yeah. him and, just, and Alex Bruce who scored the other one, wasn't it? 
No, no, Chester, wasn't it? Yeah, James, James, Chester. Yeah, Bruce had it cleared off the line. I think Curtis was the second goal because when he ran off, he's that that iconic celebration. Yeah, mental, didn't he? He went down the touchline and uh, obviously Bruce as well. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Fantastic Um, player. Obviously, the other two I've got, um, can't mention the D without um, Andy Dawson. Um, Another club legend. Um, must not like must be one of the best for appearances, um, because he played in all four leagues yeah. of us, didn't he? I've got I've got him down for two hundred and ninety three wow. appearances. So he's racked up a fair free, few free there. Kick may and um, yeah, yeah, definitely. No, no, you could always when he was stood over it, you always thought like we've yeah, got a chance. Like here. something's going to happen. Yeah, uh, and what I will say as well, little stat for you, uh, but Andy and his brother Michael scored the same amount of goals nice. for Hull City. They scored yeah, eight goals. But all scored important ones as well. Yeah, he did. I remember Michael Dawson scoring one in like the last kick or head of the game once for us to win 1-0. Um, and I think like Dawson's free kicks, I think... Dawson scored twice in a cup game against Middlesbrough, bizarrely, as well. Um, I remember like, yeah. listening to that on the radio, thinking, what the bloody hell's going on here? Left-back scored twice. And he won, <laughs> like, a free kick. Either one, like, one of them was from open play, I think. Yeah, he just went okay. and it up and scored. But, yeah, um, both, again, like you say, model professionals. Um, Michael Dawson, I think, again, probably makes it into my top ten as well on paper. Um, because like yeah. he was class, like he was the way he read just, the game, like just yeah, yeah leaders as yeah, well, leaders, model professionals, leaders on the pitch. Uh, and finally, mm. well, I've got I've got two more. Um, I've got Damien Delaney, who's another um double D, because um, you know his first name's Damien. <laughs> yeah, 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 iconic goal, definitely. Yeah, where like one two. Pass, pass, all the way up the pitch, and then yeah, yeah, just steamroll through yeah, like a Rolls Royce. Didn't he work right it on his right as well? Was it his right foot? Uh, it was left, left, yeah, it was left. I, remember, I was in the south stand, and uh, he scored it in that yeah. in that goal. South south stand. So I remember seeing him pelt it and thinking, "Crikey, that's uh, yeah." I, that. I saw him score one with his right once, and I was like, "Oh, cheeky." But again, like, like right through the leagues was, I think, um, up to up to the championship, was it? Uh, yeah, ten and yeah, round, and then I think um, I think we should have. I don't know if he left because of our choice or he left, but like he ended up, you know, he's played a lot of Premiership games for Palace, hasn't he? So yeah, it's happened with quite a few of that that Peter Taylor crop yeah. really. A lot of them went on. Quite uh, decent careers as well yeah, in the football like league. And look at John Walton. Yeah, Keith Andrews as well, and of one springs yeah. to mind. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, we've also got oh, Murdy Ami. Uh, one of the. <laughs> sorry. I did say I had two left. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. Uh, sorry, I thought because you usually leave one to a current squad member, so I thought he was going to say one of two that I've got down for a current squad. But um, the Ami, obviously, the one that uh, Regan Slater. Uh, quoted last week as the, the goal that stopped Sheffield Wednesday from reaching the Premier League. But, uh, yeah, also technically a brilliant yeah. player for us. Uh, never quite 
really showed 100% work rate all the time. But uh, I remember obviously him opening his account up against West Ham in the Premier League and uh, just, I thought, decent player for us really. He's done all right at Newcastle as well. So, yeah, definitely. Him. I think, um, yeah, obvious class and talent he has, um, you know. Um, but I agree, where, where it was frustrating at times. Um, the more frustrating thing is because you knew, you knew we had that in him. Like, he can work. Like, the the West Ham game that you mentioned, like, arguably one of the best individual performances um, in a City shirt by anybody. Because, like, he just outworked yeah. West Ham himself. But you, you you get that sometimes, don't you, when you play against your old team. Um, oh, yeah, definitely had some yeah, experience there, I think. Before he was linked with us, before he signed for us, he had links with Arsenal. Um so yeah, the obvi- he obviously is talented because you don't get linked with Arsenal if you're not talented. But yeah, uh, yeah, like indeed, say, yeah, big game player, I think. Obviously, he scored in the um, second playoff final that we was in, um, and just like he, he scored yeah. that goal, tremendous goal, and he just acted like it was just like you know, kicking the park. It was great. Yeah, it wasn't the most exciting game in the world, and he sort of just pulled that one nowhere. It's like a big, big yeah, moment, definitely. wasn't it? Sort of yeah. really. Uh, so, yeah, right, current, current squad. Current you got squad I've got um, Doherty um, and Device. Indeed, yeah. So, uh, two, yeah, two players from our current squad. One notable mention as well before I move on to our previews the Fleetwood game. Uh, yeah. Matt Duke, I thought, uh, great seventh for the club, beat, uh, beat Cancer as well while he was at Hull City. And just, I thought, what, you know, what player when Burr Myhill wasn't available to play, he stepped up every single time. So, Matt Duke, yeah, great player as well. Being like that second keeper, um, it takes like a real professional to sort of be ready, if you know what I mean, to be called upon. Because um, we yeah. like, we saw it in the Liverpool game that you mentioned earlier, like their second keeper is Adrian, who has, when I've seen him as as the main keeper for West Ham, for example, he, he seemed like a good keeper to me. Um, but it seems like he had a bit of a rough game against um, Villa the other night and was sort of, you know, it, it was clear that he was not sort of in the right mind, in the right headset. Um, do you know what I mean? Yeah, wasn't ready to, to just step yeah, in when called on. seemed to be... You know, always ready and always gave a hundred and always in the right mindset. So yeah, credit to him um, for that. Okay, right. So next game on Friday, Fleetwood yeah. Town yeah. live on Sky. Uh, so what? What are your thoughts, Alex? What do you think? Uh, what yeah, happened so in I this know game? I've said this before as well, but again, um, it's got all the makings of a potential banana skin again. Um, because um, Fleetwood, the population of Fleetwood is only slightly higher than the amount of people that can fit in the KC, apparently, um, which is another stat I read from Twitter. So basically, that is fact. Um, so um, <laughs> another potential banana skin. Um, but, you know, we keep we keep proving us wrong to the lads. So... Um, yeah. I don't. I really am struggling. I'm probably. I'm gonna say 
2-1 City. I don't think we could keep these clean sheets up forever. I'd love it if we kept another clean sheet. Um, but I can't see he's not scoring. So I'm going to go with 2-1 City. Yeah, funny you should say that. I've got exactly the same uh, prediction scoreline. I've got yeah. 2-1 City. I just think with it being on Sky as well, there's going to be goals. Uh, teams are going to want to go for it. Drew Barton's going to want to showcase how, how brilliant he is at managing. Um, by you know going a, you know, a little bit more attacking, um, but can't stand Joey Barton to be honest. So I'd really love it if we turned it over. It's going yeah. a bit Kevin Keegan here, but I, w- yeah, I would I really love it if we beat them. Yeah. Uh, uh, so obviously we've got quite a few notable players, EFL players anyway. Uh, Paddy Madden, uh, Ched Evans, Glenn Whelan, uh, Jordan Luster, who was at Liverpool, and their top scorer Callum Camps. So they've got a couple of players to keep an eye on. And Joe Barton's built himself a good squad there, obviously, playoffs last year. Um, one of those players instrumental for that was Louis Coyle, who I don't think will get a start against his former club. I think Emmanuel's going to keep his place, uh, which will be a bit of a shame for Coyle, really, because you know, he made the move after not very long permanently at Fleetwood. He spent a bit of time on loan there, but he, well, he, was, he only signed permanently in January, I believe. So, you know, it's uh, maybe not a happy return for him at this moment in time of the season, but maybe on the return fixture, he could maybe get himself back in the team. Uh, I'm going for, I've even gone bold, Alex, and tried to name the goal scorers this week. So I've gone for Doherty. I've gone for the two ladies, funnily enough. I've gone for Doherty and Device. I feel like Device is due a goal. Set-piece goal, I'm thinking. Yeah, and Doherty, I think it's going to be a well-worked goal from uh, midfield, sort of a bit of a a Lampard-esque arriving late and and getting the shot away. So I've even tried to even predict how the goals will happen That's as well. very detailed. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, there we go. What we're going to do, um, Alex, I don't know how you, how you feel about this week's Twitter poll, but I'm thinking, do we vote yeah, on the Dawson Brothers this it. week? So we could maybe have a little uh, vote for who you felt was... Uh, let's obviously people if we voted for our favourites it might be quite easy to name Andy Dawson because he was there for such a long time so we could say which which of the Dawson brothers was the most successful at the club and um, we can talk through that because obviously both gained promotions to the Premier League uh, so we can have a little talk about that as well so who is your most successful Dawson Mm. Andy or Michael Um, in in terms of success yeah they also had a brother as well who played uh, professional football didn't they I could have completed yeah. the hat trick and come to us. So, uh, thank you very much this week for listening. We really appreciate the feedback that we're getting and also that sort of uh, that build up of listeners. We're just, as, as we say, starting out early in our podcast lives, but we, we are growing every single one we make and we're really, really enjoying them. So, personally, I'd like to say thank you very much I would, uh, for listening. I would echo those statements as well, John. Really enjoying the podcast, really enjoying the interaction that we're getting with all the fans. So, yeah, bring on the comments, bring on the feedback, bring on the listeners. Brilliant. Okay, thank you. Enjoy the Friday game against Fleetwood yeah, and we'll up the Tigers. Hear more from us next week. Falling